Good evening. Okay, we are in the middle of discussing the halachas of Shvius, which as well as you know is this year's, this year's Shvius in Eretz Yisrael, with the halachas of Shvius which are relevant primarily to the land in Eretz Yisrael. And we've been discussing so far the relevance of Shmita and Shvius to us here in Chutz Lawrence, how it's relevant to us and how it affects us. We discussed in the previous year the halacha of Svichin, meaning vegetables which have been planted or even after growth, which grow in the year of Shemitah, then those vegetables become forbidden to eat midrabonon. Even though Minatari are permitted to eat, they become forbidden to eat midrabonon, which therefore means, as we discussed at length in the previous year, that vegetables which will very soon be coming to our, to our country, to here in northwest London, the, as far as I understand, there isn't any vegetables yet from Ertisrol in England. They are due to arrive here around Hanukkah time, which is in a couple of weeks' time. Just for those who are not aware, Hanukkah is today, Monday, two weeks' time is Hanukkah. It was the first day of Hanukkah. Roughly Hanukkah time, we're expecting the Israeli produce to start coming into this country. Then the Israeli produce which comes will probably have been grown, grown and planted and grown in the year of Shemitah after Rosh Hashanah, and therefore it becomes forbidden to eat. If a person buys fruit and vegetables in the supermarkets or in a, a greengrocer, which was grown in the Shemitah year, planted and grown in the Shemitah year, then he's not allowed to eat it. He's got to leave it to rot. And once it's rotten, then he can throw it out. If he bought vegetables which were grown in the Shemitah year, but planted in the sixth year, then he's allowed to eat them. But it's going to become very difficult to know which ones, once they come into the country, which ones were planted and which ones were just grown. So come Hanukkah, we're going to start seeing a, a I can't say a flood, but maybe a trickle. I'm not sure how it's going to be. It just depends on the on the markets. We're going to start seeing Israeli fruit in, in, in this country, Israeli vegetables, I should say, in this country. And it's going to, as we discussed that in the previous year, we're going to end, end up having the issues of Shemitah in front of us. Fruits, which come from Etzisrael, though they're not going to be relevant at the moment, but later on in the year, fruits which come from Etzisrael will have Kedusha Shreis, but don't have the problem of Svichen. Because the problem of Svichin is only a annual, something which is planted annually. Fruits which grow themselves do not get planted annually. Those fruits do not carry them a Issa Svichin. They will have Kedusha Shvius. And if a person inadvertently or, or intentionally buys Peyer's Shvius from the supermarket, from the supermarket, he will have to, he or she will have to eat them with the Kedusha Shvius that applies to them. We will discuss different halachas. Zman Biro and other halachas later on in this series of Shurim on Hilchashvius, which are relevant to fruits, which are not so relevant at the moment because fruits haven't yet come into the market. We then discussed briefly flowers, sunflowers which are used as food, roses and etc. Some two or three others which the Mishnah mentions will have Kedusha Shvius. Flowers which are not there and have no smell or not grown for the smell, definitely don't have Kedusha Shvius. But flowers that are grown for smell, we said is a, a discussion in the Yushalmi, and if one can avoid them, one should avoid them. If one, can't, one cannot avoid them, it's not the end of the world, because it's a Sophic, and the, the simple understanding of the Gemara is that there's no Kedusha Shvius on them. So there are, in Stanford Hill, there will be a flower shop uh, with a Heksha, which will which will monitor today every flower that's grown has a a is monitored and and registered from the point of growth to the shop that it's being sold to and it's very easy to actually 
get clarity on which flowers are coming from Yetzirah and which are not. It's almost, uh, it's, everything's um, documented. And therefore, they are using the agricultural the ministry's documentations. They are hopefully going to be able to get clarity which ones are coming from Yetzirah, which ones are not. Because you can buy from Holland, but they're not really Dutch flowers. They're Israeli flowers. So there, there has to be a clear a clear um, documentation taking us back to the point of growth, which is uh, very easily accessible. And they say, I'm, I'm not quite sure, but they say it's easily accessible. And therefore, they will be giving a hash to a shop in Stanfordville. Anybody wants to be careful not to buy Israeli flowers, um, that shop will have uh, a hash to assure you that there's no, no Israeli flowers there. That's roughly what we discussed in the previous year in what's relevant to us. What we're going to discuss this week is I would like to discuss money, meaning the halacha of money, how money and shvius uh, intertwine and how that affects us. Now, there's something unusual about shvius, which we discussed briefly in our opening shir to shvius, and that is that shvius has a unique property to it that doesn't apply almost to any other area of Jewish life, and that is if you buy fruits, vegetables, or anything with Kedusha shvius on it, with money, that Kedusha Shvi's remains on the fruit and vegetables. It doesn't lose its Kedusha Shvi's, but it not just that, it actually transfers and extends, I should say, rather than transfers, it extends the Kedusha Shvi's from the fruit onto the money. So if I was selling a, a punnet of, of uh, tomatoes, which were grown in Etisrael and had Kedusha Shvi's, and I would sell them to you, you would give me a pound for them. That pound, which is in my hand, would now have Kedusha Shvius. Mekach buying and selling fruits and vegetables of Shvius, directly transfers the Kedusha of those fruits and vegetables onto the money. And that money now has Kedusha Shvius, which therefore means if I then went and took that money and bought myself a, another fruit or any food, a piece of chocolate, I then take that Kedusha Shvius from which is on that money and it gets transferred. It won't remain on the money. It will then get transferred to the chocolate. If I then go and take that chocolate and swap it with my little younger brother and I swap it for a packet of sweets, my packet of sweets will have Kedusha Shvius on it. His chocolate will be back to normal. Meaning that the initial fruits of Shvius, the initial growth Fruits and vegetables of shvius, when transferred onto another item onto money, will will automatically transfer the kedusha shvius with it. When it's swapped for another item, it will transfer the kedusha shvius onto that item that it's been swapped for. The item then has kedusha shvius. If you then continue the chain and swap the second item onto something else, the second item will lose its kedusha shvius. It'll transfer it onto the Third item. And then the third item, if you swap that for another item, will transfer the Kedusha Shvius onto the fourth item. But the second item, the third item, lose that Kedusha Shvius. Only something which grew with Kedusha Shvius remains with Kedusha Shvius. Something which is, has Kedusha Shvius only because it's been swapped for Shvius, then that can be redeemed and transferred onto another item, and then it will lose its Kedusha Shvius. Are we clear? So it's very, very interesting. It's a unique property to Kedusha Shvius. If I take something which is hektish and I transfer it onto money, the, the hektish loses its Kedusha and the money becomes Kodesh. I then transfer that onto something else. The Kedusha will be transferred in a, in a hektish that I'm able to transfer it. Shvius transfers onto money, but it doesn't lose its Kedusha. 
it just extends it onto another item, onto the money. That money, though, when you when you transfer that, that money will lose its kedusha shviris because it will transfer it onto the onto the third item, and the third item will have kedusha shviris on it. The money will lose its kedusha shviris, and that's a chain which is going to affect us quite. Could affect us, and hopefully it won't. But could affect, could affect us in in us going to a shop and buying kedusha shviris, and I'll explain to you why. So if you enter into a shop, let's talk about going into a greengrocer. You go into a greengrocer, and he's selling fruits from Etisrol, and you buy a pallet of something which is has fruits from Etisrol in it. In a in a, in a in a situation where you're allowed to buy them, we're not talking about where it's forbidden to buy them. So you buy these fruits. Because you want to be good and you want to buy fruits from Eretz you want to eat them with Kedusha Shviris, and you want to partake of the mitzvah of eating Kedusha Shviris, etc., etc. And you buy them, and you're very careful. That money that you bought them with, and you gave it to the shopkeeper, has Kedusha Shviris. If another person comes in to the shop five minutes later and buys a packet of apples, not Shviris, and gives a five-pound note, so the shopkeeper says, oh, well, it's only one pound fifty for the apples, let me give you three pound fifty change. He then goes and gives £3.50 change. But that £3.50 that he gave was part of the money that the previous gentleman had given him when he bought the, the Paris of Shvies. Which therefore means you inadvertently have gone into a shop, innocently bought some apples, and have walked out with money that has Kedusha Shvies in it. And that poses a problem for us. So we need to find the ways around that problem. Meaning, can I go into a shop and buy an, any item knowing that that shop sells Israeli produce, Israeli fruits, Israeli vegetables, which have Kedusha Shviris on them? Does that mean I'm not allowed to go to Tesco or Sainsbury's or Waitrose or, or, or Marks and Spencer? Because they'll all probably have Israeli fruits in them and Israeli vegetables, which have Kedusha Shviris. Or is there a way around it? So this is a discussion which the, the Poskim discuss at length. And the Poskim tell us as follows. Dime Weiss primarily discusses this in, in one of his chuvas. And he tells us as follows. And he suggests like this. If you're going into a shop, but you don't know that there's definitely money of with Kedusha Shviris on it in the till. So, for example, you go to Tesco. You have no idea if anybody has bought those vegetables which have Kedusha Shviris on them with cash. Maybe they paid by credit card. And even if they did pay with cash, maybe it's not in this till. There's 13 tills in Tesco. I don't know how many they are. But there's loads of tills in Tesco. Maybe they paid in, in, in you know, they, they paid by machine. They didn't go to a, to a cashier. And even if they went to a cashier, maybe they didn't use this cashier. Maybe they used the, the other cashier. And even if they use this cashier, maybe every so often they come around and they take the money out of the till and they send it up to, to the office upstairs. So maybe they already removed that money and sent it to the office upstairs. So you don't have any knowledge that there's definitely money of Shemitah, of Kedusha Shviz in these tills. And we have a majority, which is for sure, a majority of money in the tills, which is not Kedusha Shviz. Then one can be makel, one can actually go to Tesco and buy whatever you like to buy and pay it with cash and take change because there's very little worry that you're going to get back in return money which has Kedusha Shviz on it. Relying on the majority itself, you can't, because money is what's called a dovah choshuv. 
something which is chashut doesn't become bottled, can become nullified in the majority. But and on the combination of the fact that we don't even know that there's Kedusha Shvius here, plus there's a majority of money which is not Kedusha Shvius, that combination together, says Dan Weiss, is sufficient for us to be able to go into Tesco and pay with cash and not worry about the change being money which has Kedusha Shvius on it. So let's repeat that once more because this is it's, it's a little bit complicated. If I have money and I go into a shop and I buy fruits which have fruits or vegetables which have kedusha shvirs on it, that kedusha shvirs will be transferred to the money. I put the money in the till in the shop because that's I'm paying the shop. The old shopkeeper puts it in the till. He now has money with kedusha shvirs in his till. If I come along again afterwards and I buy fruits and vegetables which are not kedusha shvirs, but I ask for some change and he then goes and gives me change. That change now has Kedusha Shvius on it. I have to treat that money with Kedusha Shvius. I then have to do something with that money to protect it and make sure that nothing goes wrong and it's not mis- the Kedusha Shvius is not being mistreated. Therefore, we may have a problem every time we go into Tesco, Sainsbury's, or any shop that's selling Israeli produce to pay with cash because we may be getting change back, which has Kedusha Shvius on it. And then does that mean that every time I get change from Tesco, I need to worry maybe it's Kedusha Shvius and I need to treat it with Kedusha Shvius? On that, says Dain Weiss, if we have a combination of two colors, two leniencies together, then we can be makel and we do not need to worry that it has Kedusha Shvius. One, one color being that we don't know for sure that there's money of Kedusha Shvius here. Second color being that there's a majority of money in the tilt, which is not Kedusha Shvius. Both of those will apply if you walk randomly into a supermarket and buy yourself something and get change. You can assume that you don't know for sure that there's money of Kedusha Shvius in this till. And secondly, majority of money in the till won't be Kedusha Shvius. And therefore, you are absolutely fine. You can take that money and continue treating it as normal. You do not need to worry about Kedusha Shvius. However, if you know for sure that there is money in that till which has Kedusha Shvius, then if you get changed from that till, then you have to treat that money with Kedusha Shvius. So, for example, you're standing in a line in Tesco. And I'm just using Tesco as, as a random example. I'm not promoting Tesco. I have no shares in Tesco whatsoever. It could be Sainsbury's, and it could be Waitrose, and it could be uh, Yarok, and it could be, uh, I can't remember the fellow's name, Dan Goldsgren Rhodes. But it could be any of these shops. You're standing in line, and the, the gentleman in front of you, or the woman in front of you, or the child in front of you, whoever's buying in front of you, the person in line in front of you, has in his basket... Fruit, vegetables, which you know, because you've just looked, that these vegetables are Israeli. He's bought some sweet potato, and he's bought some sabras, and he's bought whatever comes from some squash. And you know, because you looked on the on the boxes, and it says very clearly, these are from Israel. Now, if you know they're from Israel, then you know that they have Kedusha Shvius. Fine. So he's buying fruits with Kedusha Shvius. He's a non-Jew. You don't need to worry about that. You then notice that he pays with cash, and he gives a 20-pound note, or five pound note, or coins, and he puts them in the till. The, the cashier puts them in the till. You come along, and all you're buying is a packet of nappies, or you're buying yourself a, a bottle of Coke, or whatever it may be. And you give a 20 pound note, and the fellow gives you back the cashier, the woman, the cashier, whoever it is, gives you back a 10 pound note, or five pound note, or a coins. But you know that there was a five pound note, or coins, or whatever it was, of Kedusha Shriya's, which is, which is in this till, because you saw the person in front of you buying Kedusha Shvius. 
And that means, therefore, the money that that person gave in place of this fruits and vegetables with Kedusha Shviz now has Kedusha Shviz on it. And it's definitely in that till. And if it's definitely in that till, when you take change, you're taking change. You don't know that the change is Kedusha Shviz, but it's very likely you're taking coins from a till that definitely has Kedusha Shviz in it. You therefore then have to treat that change as money with Kedusha Shviz. Now, it's not a likely scenario, but it could happen. It could happen. You could notice that the person in front of you is paying with cash. You could notice that the person in front of you is buying Kedusha Shviz. And you could be paying with cash yourself. And you could put yourself into a slightly sticky situation. It's less likely in Tesco because it's more difficult to see the person in front of you, usually quite far behind, particularly with social distancing. If people are, are sticking to it, it's chances are you won't even notice. But in a smaller greengrocer, the risks are greater. You will see somebody's gone bought some Israeli produce and, and put it and, and, and paid cash with it. And you have to be aware that that cash that you're going to buy now has Kedusha Shviz. Or if you go to a small shop, you go to Leon's, I don't know what's, is it called Leon's? Something like that. If you go to the greengrocer where you, and he says to you, he's a very elegant and he's got a corner there where he says, these are Israelis, not for Jews. Sounds a bit incongruous, but that's how it is. He goes there, there's a corner, these are Israeli fruit vegetables, do not touch them. And he's very elegant and he tells you, and he puts a big sign up, Kedusha Shviz, not for Jews, only for non-Jews. And you go and you go and buy your other fruits and vegetables, nothing to do with Kedusha Shviz. But you know jolly well there's a very, very good chance. There's only one till in Leon's, I don't know if there is, one or two. Or even if there's two tills, the chances are very high that he's selling really good quality Israeli produce. People are buying it because that's why he's selling it. And the chances are in greengrocers, people pay with cash because they're buying small, small amounts. Then there's a very, very good chance that in this till, there's Kedusha Shviz. So here again, you don't have the double leniency that Dying Vice says you need in order to be assured that you don't have Kedusha Shviz on your money. The likelihood of there being money in this till with Kedusha Shviz is very high. And therefore, you went and bought something which doesn't have Kedusha Shviz, but you received change from those tills. You can assume, you have to assume and you have to be worried that perhaps this money has Kedusha Shviz on it. And since you have to be worried this money has Kedusha Shviz, you have to treat it with Kedusha Shviz. And that can be a little bit of a problem for us. There is a way around this problem. So let's just talk about what you what you should do if you did enter in such a situation. You're in Tesco or any of the other supermarkets and you did take change knowingly that the person in front of you or two in front of you had bought Kedusha Shviz. So you now have money which is Kedusha Shviz. What should you do with that money? Now, if you're going to take this money and you go and buy yourself another another piece of food, the Kedusha of that money will be removed. It will then transfer itself onto the other piece of food. But then that means that food has to be eaten by Kedusha Shviz. So the simplest thing to do is buy a piece of food that you're going to want, which you know you're going to eat from beginning to end. So, for example, you go and buy yourself a bar of chocolate. You buy yourself a bar of chocolate. That bar of chocolate now has Kedusha Shviz because you've paid with the money that you received from Tesco, which has Kedusha Shviz on it or may have Kedusha Shviz. Once you've bought it, you've given it to Mr. Kosher Kingdom, Moshe's K's, whichever shop you buy in. Paradise makes no difference. That money loses the Kedusha Shviz, but the Kedusha Shviz will be transferred onto that bar of chocolate that you have now bought. A bar of chocolate, you jolly want to make sure you eat the whole thing completely. No crumbs, nothing left. Everything is eaten with Kedusha Shviz. Not such a big problem when you're eating a bar of chocolate. If that's the case, you've now resolved your problem. You've taken the money of Kedusha Shviz, you bought it, transferred it onto an item of food that's easy to eat without too many difficulties, completely from beginning to end, without leaving any, without any risk of there 
being a degrading any 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 degrading behavior with this with this food because you're going to eat it from beginning to end. And you're going to treat it with kedusha shvis and you've resolved your problem. But that's not a nice situation to find yourself in. It's a little bit complicated and would rather avoid that. So the best way to avoid it really is when you go into these big shops is to pay with a credit card. Because if you pay with a credit card, you don't have cash back. And even if you ask for cash back with your credit card, that cash back is not in place of, well, you have to be careful. You have to make sure that the cash back is, is, um, is not from a till where there's Kedusha Shreves. So you're right. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be asking for cash back. Pay with a credit card. And if you pay with a credit card, you then don't have a problem of money in your pocket with Kedusha Shreves on it. You could go to Leon's. And make a deal with Leon's and say, look, Mr. Leon's, uh, if in, in, I want to buy in a situation where you want to buy f- fruits and vegetables with, with Kedusha Shvies, let's talk about a scenario where it's permitted. We'll come to those a bit later when we talk about fruits. But say you're buying some fruit, which you're allowed to buy with the Israeli and you really want to eat it with Kedusha Shvies, you want to do it at Shem Shemai. But you don't want the money that you're giving to the, to the cashier to be Kedusha Shvies. So you can say to him, look, let's make a deal. I'm going to pay double for my apples. So my apples cost a pound fifty. I'm going to pay three pounds for them. Will you give me some of these ret- these fruits of Shvius free? And the cashier says, no problem. I have no problem with that. You then pay for your apples double, and you go walk home with your vegetables of Shvi- with your fruits from Shvius and with your apples. That way, you haven't transferred the kedusha Shvius from your fruits Israeli fruits that you bought onto the money. You have the Israeli fruits which are Shvius, and you have to eat them with kedusha Shvius, but you haven't transferred it onto the money. The money therefore in the till is now not Kedusha Shvies. And that's another way to prevent a sequence of, of stumbling, stumbling blocks for people later who are going to come into the shop. If it doesn't resolve your problem, you're going to end up with fruits which have Kedusha Shvies on them. Best thing for us though, going into these shops is to pay with a credit card. Pay with a credit card, pay with a check. None of those are considered cash and therefore when he takes the credit card and he gets his money back from the credit card company or he, he banks the uh, check and the, the numbers on his account go up there's no money there direct money for the for the kedusha shvies to to be transferred onto and therefore we've resolved that problem too you gain another halacha when it comes to when it comes to paying with a credit card because Chazal tell us that it's forbidden to buy Paris Shvies from an Amharitz, meaning it's forbidden to buy fruits, even in a situation where you're allowed to buy the fruits and you intend to eat them with Kedusha Shvies and everything is kosher v'yosha, everything is upfront and, and, and uh, perfectly correct as it should be, but you're not allowed to buy Paris Shvies from a person who is described in Chazal as an Amharitz, someone who is not particular when it comes to Hilcha Shvies, because we're worried that if you buy from a person who's an Amoritz, the money now has Kedusha Shvies, and he won't treat that money correctly. So therefore, you are putting a stumbling block in front of this Amoritz, because you're buying fruits which have Kedusha Shvies, and you're paying him with cash. That cash now has Kedusha Shvies on it. This Amoritz is not going to be worried about that cash. He just wants his money. And now he's going to then use the money for whatever. He's going to buy things which you're not allowed to buy with money, which is Kedusha Shvies. You can only buy foods with money, which is Kedusha Shvies. You can't buy anything else. And he's going to buy and use it for other things. He's going to buy his, his beautiful car and his nice house, and et cetera, et cetera. You're therefore putting a stumbling block in front of him. You're not allowed to buy from him. Unless what you're buying is less than three sudas worth, less than three meals worth. Because up to three meals worth of 
of money he's going to use for his own food. Chazal understood that a small amount of money he'll use for his own food. But large, large amount, a large order, etc., etc., well, many people coming together and buying a large order from a fruiter who's a Amoric is forbidden. However, if you went and bought with a credit card, you have no problem because you haven't given him cash. And if you haven't given him cash, he doesn't have any money in his till, which has Kedusha Shvius. So there's no money there for him to degrade and not treat correctly with Kedusha Shvius. And therefore, paying with a credit card gets around that issa of Azal of buying Kedusha Shvius from a Amharis. There is a discussion in the Poskim, which is not so relevant. There is a discussion in the Poskim. If I pay with a credit card, and the credit card company pays him back before I've eaten my fruits. So there is now cash there as payment for my fruits, not directly from me. Is that considered money which is in place of fruits and vegetables of Shvius? And therefore that money will now have the transfer of Kedusha Shvius on it? Or do we say it's too far removed? I paid with the credit card. The, the, the fruits and, and vegetables of Shvi's didn't transfer itself. So there was no cash there. Later, the cash comes in from the credit card. That's considered too far removed. And the Kedusha Shvi's does not transfer itself onto that money. And that's really how we take on La Halacha, the Chasnish Tukonai, about La Halacha, that if you paid with a credit card, even if the credit card company pays back cash immediately, that cash is considered too far removed for there to be a transfer of Kedusha Shvi's onto those fruits. So that's the, the, the new six, very singular characteristic of Kedusha Shvius, that the money transfers, the Kedusha transfers, transfers itself from the fruits onto the money and therefore can cause no end of problem for those people who end up with that money in their possession. We've given you ideas of how to avoid that. A, make sure you go to a large supermarket where you don't know that there's definitely Kedusha Shvius money in the till, which is what will happen in most cases. Or if you do know, make sure you pay with a credit card. Or if you do get money back from a till, which definitely had, or almost definitely had Kedusha's money of Kedusha Shvi's in it, take that money and go and buy yourself something that you know you're going to eat from beginning to end without leaving anything over. No crumbs, no nothing. You buy yourself a small chocolate bar, something that you will definitely finish from beginning to end, and then you've transferred the money, Kedusha of the money, onto the chocolate bar. The chocolate bar becomes Kedusha Shvius. You've eaten that for Kedusha Shvius. That's not a problem. And the money then, because it's a second stage of Kedusha Shvius, loses its Kedusha Shvius. It gets transferred, not just extended onto. It gets transferred. The money loses its Kedusha Shvius. You now have non-Kedusha Shvius money in your pocket. Pay with a credit card. Pay with a check. You've resolved that problem too. That's the area of money which is relevant to us. In its role, this becomes much more problematic because in its role, there is more various Kedusha Shvius around and therefore one could end up with a bigger problem. However, in its role, we actually have a, a slightly more lenient situation than we may have here in Chutzlaretz. And for that, we need to expand upon something that we mentioned right at the beginning again in the first year, in our opening year to the background of Kedusha Shvius. And we need to begin to start discussing a different area of Kedusha Shvius, which is relevant to this subject of the money. And that is, we mentioned at the beginning that there are a number of different types of fruits that are grown in Israel. When I mean types, I don't mean types of fruits in the sense of apples and oranges, but I mean types of fruits and methods 
of how Kedusha Shvi's, how fruits are grown in Eretz Yisrael. Types of, of, of different situations that fruits are grown in, in Eretz Yisrael. So for example, we spoke about Paris of Chutzlarts. Fruits are grown in Chutzlarts outside of Eretz Yisrael. Doesn't have Kedusha Shvi's. So you can buy any fruits and vegetables from anywhere in the world other than Eretz Yisrael. You don't have a problem of Kedusha Shvi's. We have a, a fruits and vegetables which are grown in Eretz Yisrael. And they're grown in pots, big troughs and big pots that don't have any holes in them. What's known as an otzis sheinay nokov. Does that have kedusha shvi's? Does it not have kedusha shvi's? We'll discuss that again at length. Bezos Hashem. We have what's known as fruits which are grown in Eretz Yisrael, but it's called yibul nachri, meaning they're grown in Eretz Yisrael, but they're grown in Arab-owned land, non-Jewish-owned land. So they're grown in Yerushalayim. Somewhere in Gaza, wherever it may be, but grown by Arabs. And these Arabs are very happy to sell to the Israeli market. They get a good price for them. It's grown on land, which is Israeli, Kedusha Yisrael, but grown by a non-Jew. Does that have Kedusha Shvi's? Does it not have Kedusha Shvi's? We'll discuss that at length, Bezaz Hashem. We then have another situation, which is known as Chet Mechira, which is an extension on Yibbul Nachri, meaning but even if you allow fruits which are grown in non-Jewish owned land, can a Jewish farmer sell his land to a non-Jew for Shvi's? So similar to the Mechir that we do on Pesach, we sell for Shvi's our land to a non-Jew. So it's now owned by a non-Jew. Life then carries on as normal. The Jew carries on planting, sowing, harvesting, watering, etc. Packing it up, sending it off to the market. Is that good enough? Is that not good enough? We'll come back and discuss that at length of Hashem. But tonight, I just want to expand for a few minutes on another area, another, another method of growing in Etisrol, fruits, which has Kedusha Shvi's to it, or which is commonly known as Oitsa Bastin. Oitsa Bastin means, the literal translation of Oitsa Bastin is stored by Bastin. It's Bastin's store of fruit. Why is that relevant to us? And what is Oitzah based in? Let me explain to you in a little bit more detail. Oitzah based in means as follows. The Tesefta tells us, and it's a Tesefta. Tesefta is, as you'll know, not part of the Gemara. It never made it into the Gemara. Tesefta was written by the Tanoim in the time of the Tanoim. But Rebbe, who, who authored and compiled the Mishnah, did not deem it right, correct, or necessary for the halachas, which are mentioned in Tsefta to be quoted in the Mishnah. Now, he could have meant, felt it's not necessary because we will know it from the words of the Mishnah anyway. Or he could have felt it's not necessary because he felt it was incorrect because halacha is not like the Tsefta. And therefore, we have a little conundrum. We have a Tsefta which tells us something very, very interesting. Tsefta tells us that this halacha, that you're not allowed to plant, work in the fields on Shvi'is, and grow fruits of Shvi'is applies only to the owners of the land. Because if an owner of a land works on the land in the year of Shvi'is, it gives the impression, it sends a message that this is my land. And the whole concept of Shmita is that the land's not yours. The land belongs to the Rebbein It does not belong to you. And therefore the Tsefta seems to tell us that if you don't work on the land, but somebody else, meaning a, a authority, a based in 
takes over the land and works on the land not for profit based, for no profit whatsoever, because it's not their land. They have no right to work on the land for profit, but purely to enable there to be fruits and vegetables available for the, for the public. The fruits and vegetables have Kedusha Shvius. Sure it does, because it's grown in Etisrael. It's grown by land owned by a Jew. It has all the connotations and all the halachas of Kedusha Shvius. But those fruits and vegetables are permitted to be eaten. Those fruits and vegetables are permitted to be eaten. And that's a huge, huge Kedusha. It's an unbelievable New way of perceiving Schmitter and halachically is an amazing way of getting out of the problems of Schmitter, where one of the primary problems of Schmitter is you're not allowed to do business with fruits of Schmitter. So a farmer, even if he has fruits which grow on a tree, he can't actually sell them. He's not allowed to. And if he's got to leave those fruits, Hefka, and people come and take the fruits and they damage the fields and, and, and it becomes disastrous for him. Not only does he lose the the income from the fruits, but he gets his, his fields destroyed and his trees damaged. So the next year's fruits are not the same. And he ends up with losing years, one year, two years, three years worth of, of, of fruits, or at least not the full value of those fruits. So this is an amazing way around, says it to Seft, around that problem. What you do is you, you hand over your, your orchard or your field to a basin and you say to basin, this is yours. Plant, do what you like with it. Give the fruits out to the, to the population. Don't make any money on it. But it's not me working, and that's permitted. And that is a, a machlekes in the, in the Rishonim. Well, it's not clear in the Rishonim whether we agree with this Tesefta. We do not agree. This Tesefta is not mentioned, not in the Gemara, not in the Mishnah, not in the Gemara. And therefore, it really poses a problem. Do we say that we don't paskin like it? Do we say we do paskin like that? The Rambam, who is one of the primary sources of halacha in Hilcha Shemitah, does not quote this Tosefta at all, implying, seemingly, that he feels that this Tosefta is not mentioned in the Mishnah or in the Gemara because Rebbe and the Tanoim and the Amorim held that this is not Lahalacha. Lahalacha, you may not work on anybody's field when it's Shmita, when it's Shriyas. Whether the Ramah meant that or didn't mean that is a Machlekes in the Rishonim, in the Radvaz. He brings down two opinions. If the Ramah means to tell us it's not Lahalacha, well, the Raman doesn't mean that. And there's a different reason why the Raman didn't quote it. But what's very interesting is that the Ramban, the Ramban in his parish, Alatayra, mentions this Tosefta. He quotes it and he mentions it and he discusses it in his parish, Alatayra. He doesn't discuss it in his explanation of the Gemara because it's not mentioned in the Gemara at all. But he does mention it in his parish, Alatayra, which seems to imply that the Ramban is taking this Tosefta seriously. And the fact that Rebbe missed it out was not because he didn't feel that it was Lahalocha, it was against Lahalocha, but because he felt it wasn't necessary for it to be mentioned in the mission. But this Tisefta is relevant Lahalocha. So we end up now with a Tisefta with a huge loophole in Hilchus Shvis, enabling not us, not the, the farmers, not the landowners, but based in to come in and enable there to be produce for the population on Shvius. Yes, it'll have Dusha Shvius. And yes, you have to eat it with Dusha Shvius. But we don't have the problem of Svichen. And we don't have the problem of which may happen with the fruits of Achaz Mambir, etc., etc., etc. All different issues that could arise with the Kedusha with Paris, with fruits with Dusha Shvius. And we have fruits which are available for the population. It's an amazing thing. Chaznish came along. Chaznish, of course, who was one of the greatest uh, pioneers of 
Shmita and Shvi'is being held lahalacha, and the Karen Shvi'is that we have today is very much an outgrowth of the Chaznish's approach to Shmita to try and encourage as many farmers to not rely on any leniencies and colors when it comes to Shmita, but to keep Shmita. Kedusha Soros needs us to keep Shmita in its entirety with without any loopholes. But he held since Aramban quotes this Tesefta lahalacha, we can't call this Tesefta loophole. It is very much a halacha which we are allowed to keep lechatchila. And therefore, the Chaznish instituted a concept of what's known as oitsa bastin, which means that farmers will hand over their farms, their orchards, to bastin. Bastin will hire workers to work on those fields and orchards. It may be the workers that they hire are the same workers that the owner normally uses, but they're going to be hired by bastin. Bastin then sell these fruits, but they have no right to sell the fruit because it's it's Shvi's fruit, and therefore it's hefka. They have a right to give it away, but they don't have a right to sell it. But what they can do is they can charge for their work. They have to hire workers. They can charge their costs. They can move their costs on to the purchaser, onto the people who are going to be buying or eating these fruits and vegetables. So therefore, you will go into a shop and they'll have a big sign there saying, Oitsa Bastin. This shop is fruit, selling fruits of Oitsa Bastin. Oitsa Bastin does not come to England. You're not allowed to send Kedusha Shreyas into Chutzlaritz. So anybody who has a, a farm of Oitsa Bastin will not be sent to, to, to Chutzlaritz. It will remain in Eretz So you're not going to buy, find Oitsa Bastin in England. Any fruits and vegetables that comes out of Eretz to England is relying on a completely different color, a color that we do not rely on, and that's why we consider it Kedusha Shreyas. But Oitsa Bastin, which means it's run properly, if it's run properly, will not come out to England. And therefore, if it can't, if you are in Etisrol and you buy fruits from an Oitsa Basin, you will pay for them. And you know what? You'll probably pay the same price as you're paying for fruits the rest of the year. But that's not because you're paying for the fruit. There's no profit here in this Oitsa Basin. What you're paying for is Basin's expenses, the expense of looking after the field, the expense of hiring workers, the expense of transportation to the shops, etc. All that expense is what you're paying for. Therefore, if I go into an Oitsa Basin shop and I buy Kedusha Shvi's fruits or vegetables, the money that I then give to the shopkeeper will not have Kedusha Shvi's transferred onto it because I'm not paying for the fruits. I'm paying for the costs of getting the fruit to the shop. The fruit is free. I am eating fruit which has come to me at no cost for the fruit. What I'm paying for is Basin's Outgoings, They're, they have to lay out money for workers, etc. That's what I'm paying for. So in fact, I'm not paying for the fruit. I'm saying to Basin, Basin, I'm saying you can have this fruit free. I just need somebody to pay me back for the, the huge outlay that I gave, that I had with enabling you to access these fruits. Therefore, that this money is not considered money for fruit, for the Kedush, for the Pesach Shreis. It's considered money for the outlay of Basin. And therefore, there's no transfer of the Kedush Shreis onto this money. So, in fact, if you will be buying in a reputable Oitsa Basin, and this is something which we will mention again in a moment, if you're going to be buying in a, a shop which is an Oitsa Basin, and you're going to be buying fruit, the money will not have Kedusha Shvi's. And if you get change, you do not need to go buy yourself a bar of chocolate. You can keep that money and use it for whatever you like. And that is something which is, again, unique because you're buying, it's strange, because you're buying fruits which have Kedusha Shvi's on it. But since those fruits are Oitsa Basin fruits, you, you, it does not transfer itself onto the money. What we do need to be extremely, extremely careful 
is that not every Oitzer Basin is a reliable Oitzer Basin. Unfortunately, there's exploitation in every area in, in, in commerce. And in Shvius, there's also exploitation. And you will find, if it's an Oitzer Basin of a reputable basin, fine, you can use it. And, and it has Kedusha Shvius, but you're allowed to buy it. And you can eat it as long as you eat it with Kedusha Shvius. But if you are going to be in Israel and you're going to buy fruit from a shop which has an Oitzer Basin, do make sure it's a reputable basin. If it's a, a, a what we'll call a cowboy basin, three people just got together, made themselves a basin of an Oitzer basin, you have no idea that they understand the halachas properly. You do not know whether they've kept to Hilchus Shmitter and Hilchus Shvis the way it needs to be kept to, even as an Oitzer basin. We don't know anything. And therefore, it becomes a risk, highly risky, to buy those fruits and vegetables. A, you may be eating something which is forbidden to eat. And B, you may actually be transferring money for the fruits rather than for the work. And therefore, do not rely on Oitzer Basin unless you know for sure it's a reliable and reputable basin. If you do, then you can buy there happily because we can rely on the Chazanish, we can rely on the Rambam, that Oitzer Basin is permitted. But make sure, and I can't stress more, make sure it is a reputable Oitzer Basin. So that brings us to a conclusion with regards to money. So we've discussed how money gets transferred from fruits onto the, onto how Kedusha Shriyas gets transferred from fruits Fruits and vegetables with Kedusha Shvi'is onto money. How we need to therefore treat the money with Kedusha Shvi'is. The money when you buy some other fruits and vegetables with it will transfer the, the Kedusha Shvi'is from the money onto the fruits and vegetables and the money will then become normal money without Kedusha Shvi'is on it. But the fruits and vegetables without Kedusha Shvi'is, you need to eat them with Kedusha Shvi'is. The money which has Kedusha Shvi'is can only be used to buy fruits and vegetables and food. Cannot be used for anything else. You can't use it for something which is not allowed in Shvi'is. Something which is not relevant to Shvi'is, you can't use it for. So you can't go and buy some a chair or tables or, or a toy. It has to be something that Kedusha Shvi'is can be transferred onto and then eaten and consumed. The, therefore, we have to be careful when we go to certain shops. Most shops, we can get away with it. But we have to be careful and we have to keep our eyes open and make sure that if we do go to a small shop that's selling f- fruits and vegetables from Etsy Sol, and we don't give them cash, we only use a credit card or check. Uh, if you're going to Tesco, you're probably okay. Any big supermarket, you're okay. Unless you see somebody in front of you buying with cash fruits and, and vegetables from Etisrol, which they're selling in Tesco, then don't pay with cash, pay with a credit card. If you do pay with cash and you do end up with some change, which may have Kedusha Shvi's on it, go and buy yourself something that you can eat easily with Kedusha Shvi's without Leaving anything left over, you see, if you buy fruits, to finish off a whole fruit is very hard. Half the apple, most of the apple, we don't, not most of it, part of the apple we don't finish. You bite an apple and, and there's so much apple left around the core that many, many of us often don't finish, don't, don't completely finish. And that's a problem when it comes to Kedusha Shriyas, or could be a problem. Therefore, buy something which is easy for you to eat and consume completely without leaving anything left over. And that way you've got around Kedusha Shriyas, or make sure you only pay with a credit card. We discussed the concept of Oitzer Beistin. Oitzer Beistin is a, a unique way in Halacha, though it's contentious in Halacha, but the Chaznish, who we rely on completely when it comes to Hilfah Shemitah, is very clear that you can be makel on Oitzer Beistin, and you can rely on the Shit of the Ramban. Therefore, Oitzer Beistin is a unique way to get around some of the loopholes of Shvi'is, some of the difficulties of Shvi'is is a loophole to get around some of the difficulties of Shvi'is, but it has the added advantage that you're not paying for the fruit, you're only paying for the work that the basin has done, the outlay the basin has laid out for the work that's been worked on these f- fields and orchards. Therefore, you're not paying for the fruit. So the Kedushas Shvi's so on those fruits of Oyster Basin do not transfer itself onto the money. Therefore, the money is, does not have Kedusha Shvi's. Any fruits and vegetables that come to this country are not 
from a reputable oitzer basin because no reputable oitzer basin would send fruits or vegetables to chutzlarts, and therefore any fruits or vegetables that we find in the shop, you have to assume has Kedushas Shreyas on it. What we still need to discuss, Be'ez Hashem, what we will do in the coming year, we need to talk about the, the fruits and vegetables which are grown in in pots, in plant pots, which is a, another way that they try to get around Kedushas Shreyas and Etisrael. Does it help? Does it not help? Uh, what's considered a plant pot? What's not considered a plant pot? How does plants, plant pots get us around the problem of Shreyas? We need to discuss fruits which are grown in Etisrael in land which belongs to a non-Jew. We need to discuss Hetemechira, the controversy around Hetemechira. We need to discuss the actual boundaries in Etisrael. Where do the boundaries of Etisrael stop? What's considered Israeli? Kedushas Etisrael. And what's not considered Kedushas Etisrael? Do we say everything that's under the, the Israeli government rule, does that have Kedushas Etisrael? Or does it not? Now I can tell you the answer to that straight away. Not everything under the Israeli rule has Kedushas Etisrael. Ilat. For example, definitely does not have Kedusha's Etisrael. But where do, where, do, where are those boundaries where Kedusha's Shmita, Kedusha's Shviz will, will automatically apply and where do they not apply? That's another area we need to discuss. And Metz Hashem will come back in two weeks time. Rez Hashem will try and discuss some of those halachas which are relevant to us because we need to know when we get fruits, where they're coming from. You could be buying fruit from a reputable Heksha and it may actually have a contentious question regarding Schmitter. And that's something we'll discuss with Hashem in the coming week, in the coming year. I wish you all a very good night and very good and good health and everyone should be gesund and should be refused. So everybody needs refused. Have a very good night and thank you for listening.